The 2023 NFL Draft is upon us, and I have a few things that I think that I think for how things are going to play out on Thursday night, and if they indeed do, how they will impact the Miami Dolphins draft strategy. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked on Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked on Network. I am your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked on Dolphins, co-host of the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast with Joe Marino. And here on Locked on, you can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. want to thank you guys for being dialed in. Special shout out to our everydayers who are here daily as the rubber meets the road in the buildup, and now, finally, the 2023 NFL Draft. Today's episode of Locked on Dolphins is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. If you've ever dreamed of becoming a general manager and managing your own football franchise, this game is definitely for you. To download the game, visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code LOCKEDON in all caps in the game store. Night one, 2023 NFL Draft, it is upon us. And what that ultimately means for the Dolphins, uh, we may see the team trade up into the first round. That's kind of been buzzy that the team would like to do it. Is there a cost to do it that makes sense? I doubt it. Not unless you invoke some some heavy-hitting players on this roster, and the team certainly feels like a team that's gearing up to contend right now. So you'd have to have, uh, I think, a, a perfect aligning of the stars to see the Dolphins move up into the first night of, of and pick tonight on Thursday night. But uh, that doesn't mean that there's not plenty to root for and, and or plenty to watch. And we discussed that at fair length yesterday on Locked on Dolphins uh, when we looked at the ideal rooting guide for the Dolphins and their fans for what an ideal situation for 51 would look like and what the path to get there indeed looks like. Well, we did the final predictive mock draft over on Locked On NFL Scouting, and a few things that became quite immediately evident uh, was that this is a super chaotic first round. You hear successful insiders like Daniel Jeremiah or... um, Josh Norris from Underdog Fantasy has mocked very well in recent memory. Ryan McChrystal for Sharp Football. All of these mocks look very different, including my own. And I certainly have uh, my own intuition. I have my own conversations that I have and talk to uh, people around the, the league to try to piece together the puzzle as best as I can, knowing full well that if you're lucky, you'll get a third of the picks right. But here's a few things that I think that I think about what's going to happen tonight and how it impacts the Dolphins. First and foremost, I think the Houston Texans have a major opportunity to become an inadvertent ally to the Dolphins. Because the Texans pick three times in the first 33 selections. Two, 12, and 33. And the Texans have needs at a number of spots that are inconsequential 
to the Dolphins. You could actually probably make the argument that if the Texans made three picks, 2, 12, and 33, that their selections in each of those spots will be at the only three positions that we did not assess as relative needs or worse for the Dolphins in the build-up to this draft. Quarterback, wide receiver, and defensive end. And if the Texans stay chalk, and I expect that they will, that's 6% of what you need for an ideal scenario for the Dolphins to go on the pick on the clock at 51 is already taken care of just by the Texans addressing their needs and drafting players. But there's another layer to this for the Texans that really creates and cultivates the chaos in a way that in which I think would benefit the Dolphins. One thing that we know is the quarterbacks are going to go, right? Now, they might not go in the first four. They might not go in the first eight. But we're going to get five total quarterbacks in the top 50 picks, and you're probably going to get four within the first 12 would be the minimum in my mind. And if that's indeed the case, the Texans passing on a quarterback at two and creating the ladder of chaos of trying to teams trying to climb over each other and giving up draft capital to get into a high spot in this draft and draft a quarterback to further guarantee a level of redundancy for teams that are picking uh, because the, the fewer picks some teams have, the more picks other teams have. And I think that the easiest pathway for Miami to get to where they need to be is having a slew of teams like the Texans with a bunch of picks. You know who else has a bunch of picks? The Pittsburgh Steelers have three picks in front of the Dolphins as well. The New Orleans Saints have a handful of picks. The Eagles have picks. And the Eagles needs defensive line, running back. Okay, they certainly don't need a quarterback. Them being a team that has a bunch of picks, but there's a level of uncertainty to, having teams like Houston, I think it's very important, and them optimizing the first 31 picks. Would there be a better scenario than the Texans taking Tyree Wilson at two, taking Jackson Smith and Jigba at a wide receiver from Ohio State at 12, and then potentially trading up into the first round and drafting Hendon Hooker as the fifth quarterback? Well, they might not have to do that, but that would be the pathway. They would do the thing that the Dolphins were rumored to do in 2020 when it says, well, well, maybe they'll take Andrew Thomas at five and then draft Jordan Love later. Remember that? Remember that whole conversation? The Texans could do that, and that feels like the most likely probability. And if that is indeed the case, the Texans with the three early picks and potentially three first-round picks and using all of them in position groups that are not of concern of the Dolphins makes them kind of this unlikely uh, ally for Miami on Thursday night. So Houston, go ahead, stick and pick, or go ahead and pass on the quarterback at two. I think passing on the quarterback at two creates more of a chaos scenario, which would then in turn benefit the Dolphins. So we're rooting for the Texans, in my mind, to pick Tyree Wilson at two, open the door for the Cardinals to take, because they've been rumored to go after Paris Johnson, but if Will Anderson's on the board at three for the Cardinals and they can't get a trade down, then they would stick and pick Will Anderson. And now you're through the top three picks, and you've kind of staved off because then you have kind of the slew of 
would-be quarterback teams. The, the Colts are definitely a quarterback team, but then you have Seattle at five, potentially a quarterback team. Detroit at six, potentially a quarterback team. The Raiders at seven, potentially a quarterback team. The Falcons at eight, potentially a quarterback team. The Titans at 11, they've been rumored to be trying to get up in the draft. And not too many of those are, are contenders for what we consider the most urgent of needs uh, for the Dolphins. So that's my first thought, is that I think the Texans can, can really pull an upset here and, and really be helpful <laughs> for the Dolphins in their efforts for Friday night. Uh, next, we're going to talk about a dire situation that I think does unfold at one position of need for the Dolphins. Today's episode of Locked on Dolphins is brought to you by Ultimate football GM. If you have ever dreamed of being a general manager, this is the game for you. The stakes are high. You're trying to create your own dynasty, and it is up to you to make every critical decision that would or would not result in the success of your team. Signing the right coaches, negotiating player contracts, setting ticket prices, upgrading the facility, trading players, the draft itself. Dealing with injuries, all in a realistic and challenging game world. And best of all, Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline. So you can play on the go when you want to. Locked On Dolphins listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in all caps in the game store that's Locked On in all caps. So make sure to check it out today. To download the game, visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com, Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. The situation at tackle does not look good. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Because I did my predictive mock draft. I, I, I would also dare to include offensive line in general, but just generally speaking, hear me out. I think Peter Skaronsky... Paris Johnson, Broderick Jones, Darnell Wright, Anton Harrison, and potentially an interior offensive lineman, be that Tipman or Steve Avila or Cyrus Torrance, I think they're all gone by 20. My predictive mock draft has six offensive linemen gone by 19. And then you have Joe Tipman coming off the board, so you would have seven offensive linemen gone. And then a lot of those teams that need offensive linemen, you can make an argument for uh, the Seattle Seahawks. You can, make an argue, you can make a firm argument for the Las Vegas Raiders. You can make an argument for the New England Patriots. All those teams in the second round, again, pick in front of the Dolphins, and none of them in my predictive mock took an offensive lineman. The Raiders took C.J. Stroud. The Seahawks took Jalen Carter and Zay Flowers. They need interior offensive line help. The uh, New England Patriots drafted Christian Gonzalez, the corner from Oregon, in my predictive mock. And then even the Washington Commanders. They picked corner Joey Porter Jr. That's a whole slew of teams that pick in front of Miami and you're telling me seven are off the board. If I look, and again, the objective is to get a tier one, two, or three. We went through this the other day on the show. And how many tier one, two, or three offensive linemen you have, period. 
Paris Johnson, Dewan Jones, Matthew Bergeron, Broderick Jones, Pete Skaronsky, John Michael Schmitz, Steve Avila. You've got seven. Now, I do think Tippmann's gone. I think Darnell Wright's gone. So that gives you nine. So that means all of those teams that we just laid out in the early first round would have to pass on offensive line at least twice, if not three times, depending on the team. And you've only got two in the scenario in which you're going into the beginning of the second round with pick 32. You've got two, what would be two, it would be Dewan Jones. Well, you would have Dewan Jones, Matthew Bergeron, John Michael Schmitz, and Steve Avila left in my predictive mock window. So you'd have four available to you because two of the seven that went were tier four guys for the Dolphins scheme specifically. So Dolphins dude does math. It's, it's never going to end well when you do it live. You got four hurdles. And that's assuming that nobody goes off the board. I do look at my predictive mock and I thought the Chiefs were a candidate to potentially draft an offensive lineman at 31. I didn't have them do it. The Eagles, potentially. The Bengals, potentially. The Bills, potentially. The Jaguars just found out that uh, it was reported by John Shipley this morning or last night that Cam Robinson, the tackles, facing a suspension for a violation of the, poli- of the league policy. So you've got at least four or five grenades that in the predictive mock did not go offensive line who may now be squarely focused on the position. Jacksonville never replaced Jawan Taylor, who they lost. Kansas City does not have a replacement on the roster for their right tackle yet. The Bengals are rumored to be moving Jonah Williams and rumored to be moving on from Lyle Collins. They didn't pick up a first-round offensive lineman here. So you just sit down and you do the math and you really can't help but lament what the odds look like for Miami. I think the odds are long, again, and that's why when we went through the ideal scenario, it would have to be this is what your your pathway looks like to upgrading the line is probably drafting an interior offensive lineman because they are devalued. Case in point, the first interior offensive lineman came off the board in the predictive mock at 18. The next one came off at 26. That was it. So you two interior offensive linemen come off unless you're going to count Pete Skaronsky, which I would for the Dolphins, but some people think he's a tackle. So as you sit down and you play the numbers game and you really assess uh, how the first round is mapping and then what the early two looks like, just now that we're on the doorstep and the final predictive mock is done, offensive line odds look long for the Dolphins at 51. So it's a good thing they've been doing their due diligence on some street free agents at tackle, particularly one, Cameron Fleming, who was quite good last year, would strongly advocate to go that direction. By the way, Dalton Risner is still out there too. So pathways aren't closed. The roads aren't closed. But it's not looking good. As far as key players that I think are left after the end of the first round, That is another conversation altogether based on the buzz that we are getting. And there was a flurry of information that came out from a flurry of sources uh, last night on Wednesday night around midnight, which is usually seems to be how it happens. Kind of the levees open up about uh, 16 hours before kickoff time, if you will. And between my predictive mock and some of the buzz, 
I think there is some table setting for the Dolphins to be favorable uh, with players that are left on the board. And that is where we are going to finish today's episode of Locked on Dolphins. Uh, if you're looking for a little extra boost to get you through the lull until the, the kickoff of the first round, my recommendation would be to pick yourself up a box of Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar's protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. These things are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. They have 100% chocolate on all of their bars. And most importantly, they're absolutely positively delicious. They're high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. They have 100% chocolate on all of their bars. It is the life hack that you didn't know that you needed. You can go to Walmart, go to the pharmacy section, pick yourself up a four-bar box. You can go to Sam's Club, get the 13-bar box, have one in the car ride home, still have a dozen left over. Or you can go to built.com. So go ahead and pick yourself up a box to help get you through this weekend and thank us later when you do. A few key names that I had left over uh, at the end of the first round mock. Miles Murphy, and this, this was my predictive first round mock, right? So I'm not guaranteeing this to be the case, but just looking at the depth of players who I thought were significant caliber players who could have gone, and they are meaningful in different ways for the Dolphins. Starting first and foremost with the non-priority positions for the Dolphins, Miles Murphy was left on the board at the end of my first round mock. Very easily could have slotted him to Jacksonville, but Lucas Van Ness slid, in part because an offensive lineman run in the teens prompted the corners to slide. You have Jordan Addison at wide receiver. You have Quentin Johnston. Wide receiver, you have Hennon Hooker, quarterback. You have Keon White, defensive lineman. So now if the starting point is 32 and you got to get to 51, you got about 20 picks to get through. And I just gave you a quarter of that on those players alone. Players of interest for the Dolphins that did not make it in the, through the end of my first round, Jack Campbell, linebacker, Iowa. Safety, Brian Branch, defensive back, Brian Branch. Alabama, uh, and Hooker did not make it. That's not a player of interest for the Dolphins, but just making sure that we are kind of reinforcing that, that potential Texans hurdle, or if the Texans don't go that route, a team that I did not have a quarterback that's rumored to be interested in a toolsy quarterback is Seattle. They took Jalen Carter and Zay Flowers in my mock. They're rumored to kind of be knocking the door on Richardson a little bit. If that's the case, you could very easily end up seeing uh, them go hen and hooker because they have another early pick. Jameer Gibbs survived. Gibbs is probably the least likely of the ones that, that we did not see go in this predictive first round mock uh, to actually go in the first round. It seems like there's a lot of buzz for him being off the board by 31. I think Philadelphia is a good spot, but Philadelphia took Bijan Robinson at 10 earlier in my predictive mock. I think Kansas City's a reasonable option. I did opt to get a different player in there just for the sense of for the scoring of the mock draft. Um, this was another area of need for the, the the Chiefs, and I wanted to get another premium position because I think there's a better chance that that player may end up sneaking in as well. A couple of the buzzkills in this mock, though. In grand total, I had eight players that I thought were of meaningful significance to the Dolphins, two players they would draft and six players left over that I don't think are good fits because of the position that they play. 
A bummer through here. Uh, I think the AFC East each got really good players in this predictive first round mock that dropped from yours truly over in the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast feed uh, yesterday on YouTube. I will be live tonight, tomorrow night, and intermittently on Saturday on the Locked On NFL Scouting feed alongside Joe Marino. So if you're looking for a little different lens of the presentation of everything that's happening, swing on by, hit subscribe on the channel. We're doing a giveaway to 1,000 subs. We're about 50 away was last I saw. So uh, potentially doing a giveaway tonight on the YouTube channel as well. The Bills got Mozzie Smith in the predictive mock. Somebody else just put out a predictive mock. I think it was Dane Brugler and gave the Bills Matthew Bergeron. I'd be bummed by either outcome because those were really good players to put on the Bills roster. Uh, the Jets obviously got the Aaron Rodgers deal done. We're going to talk plenty about the Aaron Rodgers deal. I, I don't want to join ESPN in um, just the endless conversation about Aaron Rodgers and the Jets right now. Uh, but the Jets ultimately at pick 15 got Broderick Jones offensive tackle Georgia uh, as part of what ended up being like a five offensive lineman and six pick run there in that, that range of the draft. And then the Patriots, as we mentioned, got Christian Gonzalez uh, the corner from Oregon, who's arguably the best corner in the class. Uh, I think he's a top 10 caliber prospect, but slid a little bit because of uh, some quarterback action. I had four quarterbacks go in the top eight, including a trade-up from the Texans to get Will Evans. So it kind of sets the table on a few things that I think that I think are going to happen. Just to put the bow on it, I think the Texans are an ally tonight for the Dolphins with their efforts. I think the offensive line odds are looking incredibly steep for Miami uh, at pick 51 based on the tea leaves that we are getting. And I do think there's a meaningful block of players that could set the table for early second round to not be so harmful for the Dolphins based on who is left over at the end of the day. Make sure you hit subscribe and keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day. We got you covered. Also, give a consideration of joining us on the subtext you could text dolphins to 305-419-3924 to text directly with me have direct line of communication get some of the behind the scenes stuff that we are doing for research projects on the show we're gonna start doing film studies here in, in the near future so very excited for all of that uh, so for your consideration it's a couple bucks a month you get the first two weeks free if you don't like it you can cancel at any time that's text at dolphins to 305-419-3924 hope to see you there hope to see you here you can find us on youtube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast Hit subscribe to the channel. Keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. Shout out to the everydayers. Hope to talk to you all again soon. Fins up and keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. We are out of here. I'll see you over on Locked On NFL Scouting tonight for round one coverage. Peace.